Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome back to another episode of Tere Tells All. If I sound a little congested, it's because I am. You know, pollen season up here, Texas, good old South, where our cars are yellow from March to June. And uh, yeah, it's all up in my sinuses right now. And at least I can breathe. Um, but um, I'm glad you're here. And I have an amazing guest for you guys today. Today we're going to cover a topic that I have not yet covered on the podcast. Um, I, we've talked about weight loss and just health and fitness journeys a lot, um, but my guest today has also experienced cancer on top of that, and cancer is not a topic that we've touched on yet. So I'm I'm excited um, that she felt comfortable enough, that this was a safe space enough for her to share her story with us. Um, so I'm not going to drag out the intro because I want to go ahead and dive in. So, without further ado, let's get into it. All right, guys, today on the show, I have an amazing person. She has lost 170 pounds naturally. She's a Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor, Jessica Beniquez. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you for having me. No, I'm so, I was just telling you before we hit record that I'm so glad that we're finally doing this because, um, you know, we're both so busy and that's the trouble that I'm having right now, like recording is that everyone is just so busy and having to find that common time is wild, but we made it happen. We're here. You're here. I'm here. And I'm excited to just dive into the conversation. Um, yes, let's do that. Happy <laughs> Sunday. Happy Sunday. Free on a Sunday. <laughs> So before we like actually dive in, I want you to introduce yourself. I know I kind of gave a brief overview, but like, who are you? What do you do? Where do you live? What's your passion? All that stuff. Okay. So my name is Jessica. Um, I live in Tampa, Florida, born and raised here in Florida. Um, I was overweight pretty much my whole life growing up. Um, I wasn't sports and everything, but like that wasn't enough to keep me, you know, and underweight or whatever. Um, but whenever I graduated high school back in 2016, um, I decided to finally like try to lose weight. I never tried in the past. Like I never knew how I was an extremely eating picky eater. So I just didn't even know like where to start. Um, but I did like, I had a friend that started Herbalife, so I tried it and I kind of just like, wait, I winged it. Like I didn't even go all in with like knowing how to make a shake. It was just like disgusting in the beginning, but two shakes, a meal, and then snacks. And that's how I originally like started the fitness journey. Um, I didn't exercise up until, no, I did start walking. Sorry. So I was adding in walking about like a mile a night or like two miles a night um, just to get started. And then I just remember my feet would like really ache in that time because I was over 300 pounds, like starting out. I should have mentioned that in the beginning. <laughs> but not, yeah, I started out first. over 300. I was scared to step on the scale. So it took me like a month after like starting the shakes and then um, starting like the walking until I started stepped on the scale finally. And when I did, I was 320 pounds. So I could have, you know, when you first start losing weight, 
I feel like you lose a lot in the beginning. So I don't know how much I weighed. I could have been like 350 for all I know. But once I like got sick of like just walking, I was like, okay, let me get a gym membership. Um, there was one like right next to where I worked. So I was like really scared, obviously I never stepped foot in a gym. And when I did, you know, they talk you into getting a trainer and I was like, okay, let's do it. So, cause I was determined, like I started seeing results in that first month, just with how I felt and everything. But I was like determined to like try something new because I was going to walk into the gym not, I wasn't like looking for a trainer. I was just going to go on the treadmill after I just said, I was like, oh, I'm sick of walking. I was going to go on the treadmill. <laughs> but um, I had a trainer the first three months, but it wasn't like super consistent. It was kind of like I had her twice a month um, for the first three months. So I kind of learned a lot from her uh, just with those few sessions. And then um, after probably like the first five months, I stopped I took a step back on Herbalife and I kind of focused more on how to eat clean. And I learned how to like make healthier versions of the food that I liked. And that was very helpful. Uh, I probably lost about 50 pounds in the first five months of just like being super consistent. Um, I was more on the, I was strict, but not like super strict um, I would like just stay cautious if I were to eat like French fries or something, I'd share them with somebody or just, I would just be super cautious of what I did eat. Cause I kind of cut everything out cold Turkey. I cut out the soda. I cut out the fast food and I used to eat fast food, literally breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I remember going to, um, I remember going to breakfast and getting a bacon, egg and cheese bagel, two hash browns and a large iced coffee with extra cream, extra sugar every morning. And then breakfast or lunch would be pizza and dinner would be KFC or something. It was so unhealthy. Like thinking back, just like, yuck. Yeah. I used to feed myself that. But anyway, fast forward, um, a year and a half later, I would say I got down to my lowest weight after the weight loss, which was like 145. I was pretty much maintained that for a good five, no, no, I maintained that good for a year until I found, um, I, that I, a lump in my arm and I just didn't think much of it because like who, like, I never thought like, oh, you're going to have cancer. But when I found that lump, I waited like a week till I told my mom. And then she ended up telling me to go straight to the doctor, like as soon as possible, because like, that's my dad actually also had, um, cancer as well whenever I was a baby. So he had non-Hodgkin's. And whenever I finally got diagnosed, it was Hodgkin's lymphoma. But it was a waiting process. Like in that time frame, it was a July of 2018 up until October 2018 of the waiting game. And in that time frame, I had a loose skin procedure um already like scheduled and down payment. And I had asked my daughter, cause I got, um, I got misdiagnosed. So I did a few scans and everything and they, they all came back negative. Um, it was like an inflamed lymph node, but my collarbone got to the point where like, you couldn't even see it anymore. You could see it on one side and you couldn't see it on the other. My arm was like really swollen. Um, so, and I was like, you know, thinking, cause it was a needle biopsy. So maybe it just got more irritated and more inflamed. And so did the surgeon. So he was like, you know, you can proceed with the skin removal as I did. I got that in September of 2018. And then in October, I was like, okay, this is like not going away. The surgeon wanted to right after surgery, right after skin removal surgery, I, two weeks after I had the biopsy in my armpit, which was probably honestly worse than the pain that I'm feeling now with, with this new surgery that I have, mm -hmm. but it was, um, he just like did a little sample of it and it came back as Hodgkin's lymphoma. We did a scan and it was like all over my body. It was in multiple spots and it ended up being stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. And of course, you know, when you think cancer, you think hair loss and Initially, that was my first thought, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose all my hair. Like, forget about the cancer. Like, I'm going to lose my hair. Um, 
but no, it was really scary. Probably this, it was the scariest like news of my life, but I feel like I was get like, it was handed, not handed to me, but it was, it was easily able. I was easily able to like get through it because I had that strong, I had a really strong like mindset. I was so focused on the weight loss that I just had lost. I was like, I'm not gaining that back. So I was like, okay, I have, I'm like, can I still go to the gym? I had all these questions. Like, how, what do I eat? Like, and you know, you have to eat clean to like maintain like a healthy lifestyle, obviously. So you want to eat healthy to beat cancer and just fight it, fight it off a disease in your body. So that came in handy. And then exercise, he of course promoted exercise, but like to, to the extent that I could do it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do as much as I can. Um, I let my hair fall out. I had so much support through like Instagram, which is also crazy because like through the weight loss, whenever I started my, my account, I never expected to have it be where it is today and have so, so many people like supporting and following me and like rooting for me. And it's like almost meant to be that I had that support to help me get through the cancer journey, because I don't know if I never lost that weight, would I have been able to fight that cancer? And if I didn't have that support, would I have been able to keep on going with my weight loss journey? So it's like, I just look at things as it's super, like meant to be, like, extremely meant to be, even though things suck, but things just happen for a reason. And I just look at it as like, I'm a believer and I believe that God will take me through anything that I can handle. So fast forward like I went through I got diagnosed and then I had to go through sorry I had to go through chemo and that was the first like few months wasn't too intense but I do remember like my hair started falling out started buying the wigs it was fun um to buy like different hairstyles and everything and then after the two months my 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 oncologist he wanted it to be completely gone and like after it being gone you still keep up with the treatment but whenever we took that two month it was still in spots but it was dying down so he's like all right let's give you an intent a more intense treatment which my diet extremely changed like I wasn't even allowed to eat chocolate I was not allowed to eat like anything processed so that was like I mean good for the diet part but you know it sucked um my hair started falling out a lot more. I had extremely bad mouth sores. Um, just that part, I got dizzy a lot more. Um, I was still able to work out, but it wasn't as much as I was with the other treatment. Um, so I just kind of just stayed and watched Netflix. And I don't know, I just, I did lack, I remember lacking motivation to like post or just like, talk to people I kind of just like put myself in a cave and um I don't know I like my mom I don't want to cry because <laughs> she just passed but <sighs> um <sighs> sorry it's okay you can cry I'm sorry I'm sorry for your loss thank you um she would always like try to be there and through that journey and I just didn't want to talk to her <sighs> She would always like call me and like, um, just, just, you know, be a mom and thinking back, <laughs> I just wish I let her in more, <sighs> but, um, fast forward when I was finished with treatment, um, we took another, uh, scan and it still came back positive. <sighs> it's just bringing, <laughs> it's yeah. bringing me down memory lane. <laughs> I just don't talk about it like out like this so it's like hard but does it feel good or is it like yeah it does but it's like because I want this to be a safe space like obviously I want you to like talk about it yeah no I don't mind I'm very open book I just don't talk about it a lot and it's still like super fresh um with my mom passing and I'm still just like going through the waves of it and everything but I had so much support through it. So when I had that final scan of after treatment and like getting still, like still having the cancer in my arm, it was like, 
it was even worse than I felt when I got diagnosed because it was like, oh my gosh, it's still here. Why is it still here? Is it not going away? And um, that cancer is supposed to be like really, really treatable. And that's what I always got told. Like, oh, this tre- this is treatable. It's still cancer, but it's still treatable. But with you being at a stage four, it's a 50% um, chance of like you getting rid of it versus like the 100% or the 80%. So it was like really scary getting that. Um, so he's like, oh, let's do radiation. And I had radiation for probably about a month. I think I went like, maybe not a month. It was like three weeks, I think. And I went almost every day. Um, for It was, radiation was like super quick. It was like 10 minutes out of my day, but it was every day that I had to go. And um, after that treatment, we had to wait to get the scan or whatever. Did we? No, I can't remember. But I remember after getting that scan, it still was there in my arm. Like after treatment, after chemo, after radiation, we're like, what the heck? So my doctor was like, let's go in for a biopsy. Another one, after almost a year of treatment, mm-hmm. I'm still going through this process that like that it's still in my body and it's not going away. So we get the, um, we go in and get the um, surgery done. We get the biopsy and it was good news. The surgeon kind of came back and was like, it definitely looked like just like fat tissue that was lighting up and it was just probably infected and inflamed in the uh, scan. Mm-hmm. So after, after the surgery, um, I had to wait even longer because I was open back up and it was just frustrating but I ended up getting the scan and it was the best news of my life when when the doctor was like oh you're cancer free and it was just like the best news ever and I just like overwhelmed me started crying it was just like a relief like that year was such a hard time in my life that like it was finally done man (laughs) this is bringing me back down memory lane big time and what's next in my life? <laughs> I, I feel um, like you know, all of this just happened within a short amount of time, like within mm-hmm. like a what five year range. Because I've been following you since before you had your your tummy tuck. Like I followed you a long time ago, and I remember I watched you go through weight loss. I watched you go through skin removal. I watched you go through your cancer journey, and then now I get to watch you go through the second part of. Plastics, yes. which we'll get to in a little bit, but you are just so inspiring. And I love how you said that, you know, you didn't mean for this platform to become what it is today, but you feel like it was meant to be because you, you built that support system for when you went through cancer, you had the people behind you, you had people cheering you on and rallying behind you. And I never put it, I, like, I never thought of it that way until you said it. And I just love that mindset, Jessica. Like, I absolutely love that. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I never expected anything out of it. It was, like, for my own accountability. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, I followed other um, influencers. And I was, like, oh, I'm just gonna gonna do it. And then one day, it just, like, took off from Twitter to, like, Instagram. And then it just kind of kept growing, especially after when I got diagnosed, it just kept growing. And then TikTok came out, and you post a TikTok, and it goes viral, and that even blew up even more. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, just extremely thankful, because I feel like it definitely got put there for a reason. And the, the support that I had through the weight loss, through the skin removal, through the cancer, through just trying to stay motivated during quarantine, you know, after surviving cancer you're like oh I want to do all these things you know you you don't know how long you're gonna live so you want to go out and do all these things but then you get on lockdown for two Mm -hmm. years and then just like the world just it's a mess and then I lost my mom and it's just like it's like what's next (laughs) it's like hopefully good something good's gonna happen I mean I do have a lot of good things that happen to me I'm blessed but it's just like, there has been a lot of things that happened in these last four years. That's like every year, I don't have a break, but I just try to stay as positive as I can, because I feel like this, the platform seriously has given me the motivation to continue every single day. Like the mindset too, and just like the, the fitness lifestyle, it's like you go to the gym and you're having a bad day. You can just 
you you're by yourself and you just you're in your space and you just do the thing that you love and that's what I learned to love the fitness industry and just like working out and I never even knew that like in the past in high school I I didn't even barely dress out in in PE because I just hated being outside I hated getting sweaty and now I'm like oh look at the sweat yeah but it's just it's so crazy like my lifestyle from my basically growing up to now where I am and it's still only five years it's like only five years of my life that I have been this new version of myself and it's just crazy yeah but yeah after five years I was never really like planning on like this whole I was thinking about it but I was always scared to do the the upper body skin removal Mm -hmm. um I had like the consultation once probably like two years ago actually and I didn't go through with it um one because you know surgery is expensive and two it was and it was in a different state so I was like not sure but look here I am now Two years later, <laughs> I was able to go across the country and go get a skin removal. Um, at a Phoenix, I got my arms done. So it's all of my arm, what is it called? The arm lift mm-hmm. brachioplasty. And then I had the back skin removed. Um, it I wasn't really ever bothering me until I would just, I don't know, I would like try and try and try in the gym and like try to see the results. I mean, for yourself, we are worst critics. And I just would look at that skin. And if I felt more bloated one day, I would just feel huge all over again. Like the body dysmorphia is so, so real. And it sucks. Like Mm -hmm. going through this journey, this long journey of putting all your hard work in, and then just to like, look at yourself and be like, what the heck? Why do I look like this? Um, But i it's on and off. Like sometimes I'll be like, dang, I look good today. And then you see yourself <laughs> and you're like, you ate a cookie and then you feel guilty and the guilt just gets in your mind. It's terrible. But now that I, I see the results and today, the first day, actually, I put on a bathing suit because I'm able to like lift my arms more and like move a little more. And I put on like a sports bra that I would always see the skin hanging out. And it's just so rewarding. Like it was it this surgery. I don't know. I feel it's bringing me back to the last surgery that I had because I remember the confidence that I gained from that being able to wear jeans and not have like you see the outline of the, the loose skin or just being able to like, just feel confident in a bathing suit with not having to see that extra skin because that skin I don't it just held a lot of just like what why why do I look like this mm-hmm. but you know it's on and off body dysmorphia. I love myself regardless. And I try to promote, like, you don't, I don't need the skin removal. I didn't need it, but it's like, I've worked for it. And I really just, I wanted it mm-hmm. for myself just yeah. to, you know, feel more confident. Yeah, no, I get that. And, you know, that's something that I preach about too, because I kind of did it the opposite way where I was like, yeah, I lost the weight. I totally lost the weight. I maintained the weight off. And then I got the loose skin removal. But in my head, I needed that skin removal to find my worth. And it wasn't like that. And so that's why now I preach, you know, love yourself and your body at all of its stages. Because skin is just skin. That's not going to change who you are. You're, exactly. You know, it's gonna, yeah, it make you feel more confident, obviously, of course, because you'll be able to wear stuff and feel more confident in it. But it's not a determination of your worth. And I love that you that you said that right now. You know, like, it's not something that you needed. It's just something that you wanted because you worked for it. You love yourself regardless. And that's yes. the message I preach. And I'm glad that you mentioned that um, for sure. So how long ago was this surgery? It's been like a few weeks, right? Yeah, I'm three weeks out today or tomorrow. I'll be three weeks. It's Sunday, yeah. So three weeks tomorrow, um, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm kind of just doing absolutely nothing right now. Like I will go, if I'm going to go for like a walk, I'll walk around the mall or something just to like get my blood flowing or like clean up a little bit as much as I can, because it can only extend my arms so, so much. But from day one to now, it's like completely different. I'm, I feel like I'm healing way quicker than I did with the tummy tuck because that had the whole um ab reconstruction and that was just ouch 
but I would do it all over again to be honest like just to make make myself see the results like Mm -hmm. love myself but just because like it is rewarding it's extremely rewarding for how hard you work to see the actual result at the end Mm -hmm. I was gonna ask like what it was let, let's compare it. I don't want to say compare, but like, let's talk about the two. Like when you had the tummy tuck versus right now we had the arm lift, um, which one has been more challenging or have they been about the same? Like recovery, even, let's, even if you mind sharing costs, like, is it about the same cost? Um, Cause I know that a lot of people have questions about that. So I do want to come back to the cancer part in a little bit, but since we're already in the topic of this, um, let's talk about that. So Yeah. Which, which, yeah, let's just, however you want to start with. So the, I will start with the, almost kind of like the comparison, um, the comparison with the upper, the lower body, you were swollen way longer. I feel like, like you could see the swelling like a lot more. Um, it was more painful. The recovery was longer. I felt, um, honestly, I can't remember that much of it because it was a while ago and I was also going through. The I had a um, varicose vein removal too in that time frame, and then the biopsy. So it was just my body was in recovery mode for a long time. Um, but I do remember being able to start working out probably like a month or a little a little over a month. Mm-hmm. I I just remember getting really swollen after a workout, and then um, did you have drains? This I did. I had three drains, I believe. But after this surgery, I feel like I'm almost recovered. I feel like next week I should be able to go like work out, not like lift. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a minute, but I will be able to like probably do some type of cardio or something. So that, that'll be like a month out, but I don't feel as like achy. I remember like walking around and sometimes getting like pinches in my lower stomach or just, just little pains where here I really don't feel as much pain unless I just wake up and I've been in the same position all night. So it's just, that's like the only ache that I have. So definitely the upper body is way easier. Um, cost. So for my lower body, it was, it was actually, um, they're different surgeons. So I got my surgery for my lower body here in Florida and that was cheaper than my surgery and a Phoenix. But I don't know. If, I don't know why. But I don't. Maybe like the back. There are not a lot of people who go through that surgery. Maybe it's more intense than a lower body. I don't know. Maybe it's more dangerous. I have no idea. But I do know it was more expensive. And the the lower though, was like, the cost of surgery has gone up because like, yeah, remember, you know, someone asked me how much my surgery was, and I told them the number, and they got a quote for like eight thousand dollars more. I was like, oh, you know, it was years ago. So yeah, the costs go up. Yeah, my my bottom half was ten thousand, and then my upper is twenty. I think it's because it was arms and the back, but then there was a whole circle. So I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's expensive. It's expensive. You save payment plans. Yeah. Um, you get different quotes anywhere. Like, you don't have to go to the same surgeon same doctor you find what works for you and what you're happy with at the end of the day so how did you choose your doctors um so for my first surgery I I was just I wanted a gun and some one person recommended the place and I went and had a consultation and I kind of just booked it (laughs) I looked at his results um but I I really didn't know much about it. I was, I did everything myself. This whole journey, I feel like I just winged it. And then this, uh, the upper body surgery, everybody that I follow mm-hmm. went to this, this, uh, a Phoenix. And I'm like, I love the results. Like the tummy tucks that you see, I'm like, oh my goodness, like their belly bone looks good. Mine doesn't look like that. <laughs> no, but I, I love how mine came out. I really do. But I, I just like really loved the results that everybody had. I think like six people that I follow went to a Phoenix. And I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me try them. Let me call them. And we had like a consult over the phone. I booked it in July of 2000. Oh, just, yeah, this last year. Booked it in July. 
So my mom was able to know about it and everything. And then my surgery was in March. So I waited a minute. Yeah. And made it a while. Where and it was well it? worth it. In California? No, it's in Washington. Oh. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know where they were. Like, I see it all the time. Again, like you said, a lot of people that we follow, they'd gone there. I just never looked up the place and didn't know where it was. I assumed it was in Florida. I don't know why I assumed that. Yeah. So I know that mine, my surgery, I don't, it could be quoted different for somebody else. I don't know. But with my specific procedure, it was 20. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's something to keep in mind. It's going to be different for everybody. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go in in play here, like, you know, your health, because they might need to have different, like your procedure might have to be done a little bit differently than someone else's, depending on your body, your health. Exactly. I can see why the costs would uh, fluctuate. Um, So what was the, um, like you preparing for surgery? So like the first time that was going to be your first surgery, but this time you've obviously, you've already had surgery, you've gone through cancer, you've gone through all this other stuff. So were you anxious still or was it a little bit more I was well yeah what were you like I was just so ready for it so it was like easy to be prepared for it I wanted to lean out as much as I could but (laughs) I'm gonna be honest that did not happen um I kind of because I enjoy life. I don't want to be on that diet mindset forever Mm -hmm. so I will enjoy my weekends and I I don't know. I just you see some people go all in and they get their their smallest before surgery, which is very smart. But I just I don't know. My motivation wasn't fully there when it comes to diet. Diet's the worst part. Like I love food, and that's never going to change. And I love to enjoy it, so I work out to eat. <laughs> um for sure. But um yeah, I was just really prepared for it. So I was like, just let's, let's do it. Like, put me to sleep now. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the scissors. (laughs) Well, I know that you right now you're covered up, but I can see your arms look so good. Look at that. Oh my God. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I have to wear this garment for four weeks consistently. Like I can't take it off. Like I can take it off the shower and stuff, Mm -hmm. but, um, four or five, six, four or five weeks consistently. And then I think six to seven weeks. Um, not after, but like another two, three weeks after where it t- at least 12 hours of the day. So it's not, you know, the comfortablest, yeah. but, um, it's, it feels comfortable. It makes me feel tight in that sense of comfort wise. Like I remember with my tummy tuck, I had to wear that compression. Mm-hmm. I, even if I didn't want to, or even if I, they were like, take it off. Like, no, I felt like I needed to, cause it kept me together. Yeah. Like it was glue. <laughs> No, I so. didn't really know what you mean because I did the same thing. It was, it was, and I'm not that I felt like I was gonna like fall apart or my guts were gonna fall out, but it just I felt safer being. Yes, I, yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so like eventually you don't even realize it, but I now when I take this off, I feel a lot like I don't feel as uncomfortable to where in the beginning my first time taking it off I was like oh my gosh put it back on it's like yuck this feels weird I need it but yeah the compression for sure it helps a lot with just overall results so I'm gonna keep it on as long yeah because it helps with inflammation for sure and swelling so well I can't wait for you to share the recovered results um, yes Instagram I can't wait to just go and work out like the, the day that I can sweat again. I feel so <laughs> just with this time frame, I forgot how hard it is to just yeah. not want to go to the kitchen and like eat because all I can do is watch TV. So this whole part of it, it's like, okay, I can't work out. So I really have to be cautious of what I eat. I can't have as many cheat days as I, I used to or have many days where I fall off and get back on because I can't work out. So I'm just being more cautious and um, it's learning. It's t- teaching me that I can just chill. Mm-hmm. I can have a day of a few days of rest without having to go work out. I'm allowed. Like my body's not just going to blow up again overnight. So it's definitely whenever you take off, 
a, a three weeks out of five years of straight working out or four years of straight working out minus your two day rest period or however many my body was just in go mode all the time. I don't know how to just sit down and just do nothing. I I used to, but whenever I look back at that, I'm like, how did I do that? I can't even focus on the TV now or just, just be still. Like I have to be out. Like I have to be doing something productive because if not, I don't know. <laughs> My <laughs> life has just changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You get used to like just being on the move and being busy and yeah yeah let's uh let's transition over back to cancer um yeah you you had Hodgkin's and your dad had non-Hodgkin's can you explain the difference between the two do you know um honestly this is as terrible as this sounds like I didn't really want to know what what my cancer was I didn't want to know anything my sister did (laughs) <laughs> my mom looked more into it than they did, but I I don't know. I just, I knew it was treatable. Non-Hodgkin's I heard was like more for like, it was older and older people got it. Where Hodgkin's, it was more like younger people. My dad had stage three. He also beat it too. Um, But then he like a few years later, he had bad health problems himself with uh diabetes and um just being overweight and just you know, not the best lifestyle. Both my parents did actually, they were both very unhealthy and I didn't want to go down that route because I was, you know, 20 years old or yeah, I think I was like 19 or 20 when I started my, my weight loss. I just didn't want to, my dad lost both of his parents at a young age. Um, I think when he was 20, he lost both of his parents. Here I am at 24. I lost both of my parents. So I just didn't want that for myself. Like, my sister had lost weight too. Whenever I was in high school or middle school, she went on a weight loss journey and she lost, I think like 80 pounds. But even that itself was, I wasn't motivated. She would be like, Oh, let's go on a run. Let's do this. I'm like, mm, nah, I'm good. Like I, you just, you go on your own time. So I don't know. Like, Oh yeah, we're going to cancer. My bad. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> totally. I mean, it, it, it all, you know, it's intertwined and yeah. And- but you're right, you do have to do it on your own time because like I have gotten questions where like, how do I motivate my wife or how do I motivate my daughter, my son to lose weight? Yeah. It's like, you can't, they have to want it because I remember my, my dad offered to pay for weight loss surgery so many times. And I would just go like, I would explode on him. I would get angry with him when he would suggest uh it. And like, I didn't see results until I made that switch and made it intentional that I want it. And so you can't, you can't force people to want it. Exactly. And I wanted it for my mom as well, but she wanted it for me whenever I was bigger. Cause I would share her clothes. We were both, I mean, I think I was actually bigger than my mom and she was, yeah, I was, I think I was bigger than her, but we shared clothes. And then she's like, we're sharing clothes. Like, I don't, like, I don't want that for you. And she, I'm like, don't tell me she would tell my sister to like talk to me and like I was just like I know and I wouldn't even want to be in the same room because it's like you don't want to hear it you don't when you're not ready you don't want to hear it Mm -hmm. because you know but you don't want to take you don't want to do anything about it Mm -hmm. and you just know when you know and and when you know you're not you're not going to do anything that's going to stop you you're going to you're going to do whatever it takes when you want it Mm -hmm. and um where was I going with that? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, no, but you were telling us how, like, you know, your parents had health issues because of their oh, yes. dad's, yeah, cancer and diabetes. Yes. Um. So they both, they both had type 2 diabetes. But whenever I was little, I was a baby. I really don't remember my dad going through it, but I do remember bits and pieces. So I was very young when he got diagnosed, but then he beat it, got remission. And whenever I was eight, he passed away from a heart attack. So I remember that very vividly. Like that is like all these traumatic moments. I don't know, but I have, since I was eight years old, I have just thinking about it. Like, I don't realize it until I speak it out. Like I have been through some very traumatic moments in my life because whenever I was eight, he passed away. And then my mom dated again. And then she um married not married she almost did somebody else that was a father figure and he passed away from lung cancer 
So I had my dad that went through Hodgkin's or non Hodgkin's. I had my stepdad that was going through lung cancer. Um, and he passed away whenever I was in 10th grade. So that was a very traumatic, I saw that all happen. Then I get cancer. It's like, I don't know. It's, it was an intense life for sure. And my mom, you know, she was a strong woman and I guess I got that trait from her because she went through it too. So I love for that. sure. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that um, I remember a lot from your cancer journey, um, one is losing your hair, but then I also oh, yeah. remember when you started playing with wigs and yes, I love seeing it was cause you, you know, um, and there were some wigs or, like where you even said like, I don't like this one. And I was like, oh yeah, no, not that one. <laughs> Which yeah, one? it kind of became addicting, like going to go new, get a new hairstyles instead of going to go get it at the salon, you just go to get it at the store. And I would get the cheap ones too. They were like, they weren't cheap, but they were a hundred dollars. They were like $40. And then sometimes you could do buy, buy one, get one or depending. And then I did have some, I had like one. A few wig companies actually reached out to me on Instagram that wanted to send me some. So I had them too. And um, my favorite one, I named like a few. And there was <laughs> one that like had big waves and it just gave me a Beyonce vibe. And then I had help too. Um, I had help too with some wigs names. I had Beyonce. That was for sure one. I can't remember the other ones, but I had a red one that I liked. Um, I remember the red one. <laughs> the red one yes. stands out to me. Yeah. Yes. And then there was this long blonde one. It was like my first pick, but it was just so long, but I loved it, but I never wore it. I think I wore it like a few times. I ended up um, giving all of my wigs just recently. I sent a few out. Um, but it just, it was a lot. There was, I had so many, I think I had like 15 wigs and you opened my bathroom closet and it was all wig heads with wigs <laughs> on them. <laughs> and when I moved to this apartment, um, like a few months ago, I was like, I'm going to take them to where I got uh, treatment and they, everybody there had cancer. So I just like let them out and set them up and everything. And so anybody could just, just, I donated them pretty much. Yeah. Cause it was a lot. <laughs> and then I got sick of wearing them because it was so hot. I live in Florida. It's they're itchy. humid. Yeah. Yeah. I remember wearing one and I was, I would still go out with my, my friends and my sister. It wasn't a lot of drink, but one night I was like, hey, this is intense. This is itching. It is hot. I'm sweating because I'm having a good time. And she's like, let's just go take it off. And I was like, no, like if people are going to know, like I'm wearing the same outfit, but I remember going to my car, taking the wig off and then going back in. And then the bouncer was like looking at me, like, where's your ID? I was like, oh, it's just in here. And then my cousin goes, she has cancer. And then he just like lets me walk through. I'm like, oh my, it's not that big of a deal. You don't have to make it dramatic now. But I do remember getting stares for sure. I remember like people like just like you know you don't see a now you do now it's like a trend to have a bald head but like back then it was still like what's she, wrong is with she her good head? is she sick like is she she just decided to shave her head like nobody knew because I, I I guess maybe I didn't like look like the cancer patient like you think you see you know I worked out still like people would still like give me the look when you see a bald head working out in the gym it's like is she sick? Does she shave her head? But then you realize she doesn't have eyelashes or eyebrows. And she's like, okay, you're sick. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do remember a lot of that. Like thinking back, you see kids, they, they, they're so like nosy. So you just like get stares from my kids or my first, my day, this, this was intense. I remember this moment. I, um, it was the day after I shaved it. Cause I let it get to the point where it was so thin and it hurt my head just like hurt. You know, when you, your hair's up in a ponytail all day, mm -hmm. you take it out and it's just aching. Um, it would got, it got to that point and I just had big, bad, bald spots. So I shaved it. My sister shaved it. And the next day I went to go pick up a prescription from, uh, Walgreens and, she wasn't, the, the lady wasn't looking at me, but she just like saw, you know, a bald head and she was like, can, have you been helped, sir? And then she looks at me and she's like, she didn't say anything. She probably felt embarrassed. 
but like, oh my gosh, it was, I cried. I cried driving home. I was like, oh my gosh. But, you know, looking back, I can laugh. Like I, I went through it. I did that. And, you know, people are, they're curious or they're unsure. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> After that um, incident at the pharmacy, did you do anything? I don't know. Cause I think, I feel like if, I, if that had happened to me, I would purposely do things to make me look girly yes like lipstick I got fake eyelashes I would wear fake eyelashes to the gym all the time even though I sweat and they would fall off um I would do my my makeup every day I'd do my eyebrows um I couldn't I was I couldn't wear a wig so I bought little hats um or like pink pink things I had a lot of things sent to me uh, just to like make me feel better yeah because eventually I just stopped wearing hats and wigs all together because it was just hot can't wear them that long here in Florida it'd, it'd get hot um but definitely would do my makeup just going to the doctor's appointment I would just do my makeup yeah because it just made me feel better mm-hmm. yeah no you still because it's not you get stairs yeah, yeah exactly and I always loved like the beauty lifestyle like previous to weight loss like I would always love doing my makeup I would get up two hours before I had to get to the bush just to like do my hair and makeup because I just loved doing it it's mm-hmm. therapeutic and the plus makes you feel good so yeah no I get that definitely another passion of mine is <laughs> like beauty beauty for sure <laughs> I'm girly at heart but then don't get me like I can I can get down in the gym I can flex on you but I do <laughs> love being girly <laughs> um so we've talked about a lot of heavy stuff so let's yes. let's let's we're towards the end so let's kind of flip it around let's talk about something happy um any special memory or like anything that you're excited about coming up that's you want to share or yeah um or anything exciting that has happened to you anything that's exciting um well I did move find like I moved from a place that I was living in for Four years, I moved to a new apartment and I have a roommate now. So that was exciting. Um, and we're right by the water. So that's nice. Um, I'm really excited to be able to get back and just like set a new goal for the gym. I don't have anything like extremely exciting. I just, I know that I really want to travel. Now that things are starting to open back up like big time. Mm-hmm. Um, this year I've already gone to... I've gone to Vegas and they're not all for like leisure, but like I had some leisure time, <laughs> like Vegas was leisure work. I went to Georgia. I went to Seattle, which was for the skin removal. And then I went to, um, where did I go to? Oh, Colorado. I saw snow for the first time this year. So we're already going to four states this year and I'm about to go to Virginia um so I'm just you know I want to travel this year Mm -hmm. I don't have like an all set out I'm a very go with the flow kind of whatever happens happens type thing type of person so so far honestly 2022 has been very good it has been very good now that I think about it I haven't had I'll say what's your dream destination for like vacation oh I want to go to Italy I want to go to, I want to go to Paris. I want, I want to go to the UK for sure. Um, I just always wanted to go there. I have no reason. And there's nothing like specific I want to see. I would love to see the Eiffel Tower, but I just want to go and, and see different parts of the world and see how other people like live and everything. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't know if the UK is going to be a good place to go, like this war and everything yeah. with like around that area at least. I don't know much about it because I really don't get into politics, but I know it's not good. <laughs> you know what? It's not good for our mental health. <laughs> we don't got to talk about politics. No, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that too. I was like, you know what? I really don't have the mental capacity to discuss politics right now. So let's not <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, really. I just know that it's not good. That sounds terrible because I just don't watch the news. I don't like getting into that stuff. Yeah. Um, What advice or is there any type of advice that you would want to give someone, whether it be on the fitness side or the cancer side? What is there something that you would want people to know that maybe you've learned along the way? Um, it sounds cliche, but like, just look at positive things. Like if you do 
go through a traumatic situation, if you find out you have a diagnosis of cancer, think of the positive sides of it. Like you are going to beat it. You are, you have to speak things out. You are going to beat it. Find people that want to support you. Find people that are going to help you get through it and find hobbies that you like love to help you get through it. Like if you like to draw during that time, like just, I don't know, keep something in your, in your mind that's going to keep you going. Like find the positive. Um, I don't know. I just, every time I get asked that question, I'm just like, I honestly don't know. I just don't know how I do it. I don't know how I do it, but I just find things like, okay, I have cancer, but it's treatable. Uh, I don't know. I just find little things that just keep me going. Mm-hmm. No, I do the same thing. So I, I totally understand. It's hard. It's hard. And then, and then when you look back on it, you're like, well, I didn't really do anything grand. It was just yeah, day, yeah, day exactly. by day type of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe take it one day at a time and focus on the positive, like you said. Yeah, exactly. There's a specific <laughs> thing. I don't know. Take it day by day. Trust mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Trust the process. Um, go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you and how they can support you. So you can find me on Instagram, get fit w Jessica. Um, and just for the, for the support, just, I like just comments or likes like that's it. Like let's say hi to me, DM me. Hi. <laughs> um, but yeah, get fit w Jessica on all platforms minus TikTok. I don't really use that, but <laughs> Well, I, I mean, will link all yes. of your stuff yes. in the episode Perfect. description. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so I much. I don't ever do podcasts, so I'm glad we did this. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we did too. And I told you, it's, it's pretty chill. I like to keep it very organic and just go with the conversation. Because um, I've asked, you know, other people before to be on the podcast and they want like a list of questions, like like interview style. And I was like, that's not really my thing. I kind of just yeah. like, go with the flow, bounce ideas off each other. It is definitely not mine. You give me a <laughs> script, I'm going to fall off of it because it's it's not well, for me. It puts more pressure on it, I feel. Yeah. I feel extremely fake. Like, I'm sure you've done brand deals, right? Where mm-hmm. you're given a script and it's like, okay, but I don't talk like that. <laughs> like, I don't want it. To, I want it to be organic. Like, if I like the product, then I'll express it. But like, if you're telling me to say something, I don't know. I just, I'm not about scripts, but I'm glad it went the way it did. I thank you for having me. And I hope, I hope you have a lot more of like other people. <laughs> no, thank this. you. This thank fun. you for making time and, and sharing, sharing your journey with us and just your vulnerability. And um, I hope that something that you said today resonates with someone And hopefully that helps them along on their own journey. So thank you, Jessica.